You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And welcome back to episode number 37 of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. That's right, 37 episodes in a row? Well, that goes out to all the clerks and Viewskew fans out there. Anytime the number 37 has, comes up, I have to do an in-a-row reference. It's CDC recommends it, and who am I to say no? So, welcome back. Today we're going to talk about two of the top spots that are on my uh, list to where I want to investigate now that the world is slowly opening up. There's only one problem. They're on the complete opposite end of the country. So we're going to get to that. I'm also going to do a review of a new show that is on Discovery+. Plus, So that's going to be fun as well. So I'm in Connecticut, in case you have not noticed that in previous episodes. So we're going to talk about two locations on the complete opposite end of the country. I'm talking about California. And we're going to get started because we're going to talk about the Whaley House. The Whaley House is one of the most haunted locations in San Diego. And since I am a pop culture nerd, I do also have to say, stay classy, San Diego. So there's a lot of history that goes into the Whaley House because it's more than just a house. It's been used as many different things, from a courthouse to a uh, theater to a living facility. So there are a lot of things that have happened there. Um... Over the years, many descendants of the Whaley family lived and died in the house, including Thomas, Anna, and their children, Lillian, Thomas, Violet, and Francis. During its restoration periods, which took place several different times throughout the home's history, workers and visitors began to notice strange and mysterious sounds, sights, aromas, and encounters. The first and well-known well ghost that lingers within the house on the grounds was that of Yankee Jim Robinson, as he died right there on the spot where the house was built, because, like I said, it was a courthouse that did have its own hanging gallows. So, yeah. The infamous criminal made eerie noises, loud footsteps, and left disembodied footprints, continually scaring Whaley family members throughout their lifetimes. Baby Thomas, was the, who had been the first in the family to pass away, had always, been, had always stayed close by. As reported by many who have visited the house, they could hear tiny footsteps, the sound of him crying, and even giggling when no one was in sight. I've said this before, there is nothing to me creepier than a ghost baby. The only other thing that is even remotely close to that is haunted dolls. Both freak the living crap out of me. I don't know why they do. So yeah, I do not like ghosts that are kids. I love kids in general, as long as they're living. Other reports seeing a young woman lingering on the second floor of the house believed to be that of poor Violet, still consumed with the sorrow. Violet's story is very sad. I mean... I, and again, unfortunately, I think we can all relate to certain aspects of it. Two of the Whaley daughters actually got married inside the house. Violet, being the younger of the two, married a gentleman by the name of George, and I'm, I know I'm going to mispronounce this one, Bertolacci. And although she gave it her best effort, the marriage was unbearable, leaving Violet divorced and full of despair. 
She was so wrought with depression that she decided she could not live with it anymore, and she shot herself in the chest in 1885. August 1885. So yeah, she just me personally I am divorced myself now of course there's a little bit difference between being divorced in 2021 and being divorced in the 1880s that kind of thing was looked down upon was not really you know accepted as it is today so she thought that she'd brought despair and shame on her family so along with the depression of not it not working out she thought that she was also bringing down the family so she decided to kill herself not that suicide is really looked up upon looked up at at that time as well but clearly she was not in her right mind when it happened she seems to stay close to the second floor where she spent most of her time after her divorce before she committed suicide. It is said that areas within the home become quite cold and her presence is felt throughout. Thomas, Anna, and several other spirits have been felt within the home, on the stairwells, and on the property. Many have seen Thomas dressed in his frock, coat, and top hat standing at the top of the stairs. Others say that they can smell the aroma of French perfume, which was Anna's signature scent. Mists, lights turning on and off, crystals in the music room, the lamp swinging without any prompt, all signs of hauntings there at the Whaley house. So yeah, all in all, it is a very creepy place. I've seen videos taken there. I've seen pictures that are just... It's kind of hard to argue the, the hauntings in that location. So definitely high on my list is the Whaley house. One of my favorite episodes of a paranormal show was Holzer Files, which was recorded there at the Whaley House, where host Dave Schrader, who is a seems to be a really rational and all in all great guy, got actually knocked down. Something basically charged him from behind and took out his leg. It is a weird piece of footage to watch just the way that he toppled over and actually hit somebody else on his way down. So if you get a chance to check out that particular episode, I highly recommend it. And Dave Schrader is a gentleman that I am hoping at some point to get on this podcast. I actually had reached out to him. Uh, my schedule at the time did not work for him, so hopefully I can actually land that interview, and that will be absolutely amazing. So be on the lookout for that. Now, the next thing I actually want to talk about does start its journey here in Connecticut, where I'm from, because we're going to talk a little bit about the Winchester Mystery House. The Winchester Mystery House is a mansion in San Jose, California, that was once the personal residence of Sarah and William Winchester. Sarah being the widow of the firearms magnate William, uh, they had actually lived in New Haven, Connecticut, which is actually one town over from me, when... Mr. William Winchester died. Uh, she was basically told that she needs to move out to California. And again, this sounds a little bit weird, but she was told that she has to continually build onto her residence or else all the spirits of people who were killed by the uh, Winchester rifle would haunt her. And once her daughter died and once William died 
she did that and she moved clear across country and actually went through with the prophecy Winchester left New Haven and headed for California. Although it is possible she was simply seeking a change of location and a hobby during her lengthy depression, others say that Winchester came to believe her family and fortune were haunted by ghosts and that only by moving west and continuously building to the house to hide from the spirits would actually keep her safe. In 1884, she purchased an unfinished farmhouse in the Santa Clara Valley and began building her mansion. Carpenters were hired and workers on the house day and night until it became a seven-story mansion. She did not use an architect and added onto the building in a haphazard fashion. There are actually staircases that lead to nowhere because there was no thought-out plan. She just kept building so the house contains numerous oddities, such as doors and stairs that go nowhere, windows overlooking other rooms, and stairs with odd-sized risers. Many accounts attribute these oddities to her belief in ghosts. Before the 1906 earthquake, the house had been was seven stories high, and carpenters had been brought in initially to repair damages caused by the quake. Today, it is only four stories tall. The house is predominantly made of redwood, as Miss Winchester preferred the wood. However, she disliked the look of it. She therefore demanded that a faux grain and stain be applied. This is why almost all the wood in the house is covered. Now, yeah, again, that's, that's weird enough, but then let's actually take a look at some of the hauntings there. A number of employees and a few visitors claim to have crossed paths with Clyde, a mustached man sometimes seen pushing a wheelbarrow in the basement or trying to repair the fireplace in the ballroom. He's been described to management roughly like this. We really like the actor who was repairing, quote-unquote, the ballroom fireplace, wearing white overalls and a Victorian boater hat, to which management would kind of get dumbfounded and say, huh, we didn't hire an actor. There are also gentle tugs on shirts and skirts during tours, and the report from a longtime maintenance worker, Denny, one crisp morning after walking into the water tower, he heard the patter of footsteps above. He ascended to let the trespasser know that the three-story structure was off-limits, but the footsteps always seemed to be one step ahead of him and one floor above, and his search culminated on the roof with no one in sight. Ever since Houdini came to the house in 1924 during his nationwide tour to debunk spiritualism, and experts have followed, the Winchester Mystery House has thrown out the welcome mat for several different paranormal investigators, including Zach Bagans of the Travels Channel's Ghost Adventures and Sylvia Brown, who is a psychic. Uh, James Van Pra, who channeled Sarah at a seance, he even claimed that she expressed happiness that the house had so many visitors. When Zach Bagans and the crew were there in April of 2019, uh, they had a couple incidents as well. They were there with 
House historian Janae Bomim to present his findings on who had most likely created the amazingly beautiful stained glass windows. Bohim was convinced that at least one of the mysteries of the house had finally been solved, but there was no hard evidence. Then the strangest thing happened. The very next day, a restorer uncovered a perfectly preserved envelope that had been hidden inside the walls for 125 years. Addressed to a Mrs. S. L. Winchester, it bore the elaborate logo of the Pacific American Decorative Company, the very company the researcher had included was the maker of Sarah's windows. So, yeah, I mean, there are so many stories that come out of the Winchester house, and it's just fascinating what she did to try to appease the spirits and it just sounds like a creepy location to begin with like i said to go up stairs that just end you you'll hit your head because they, they go to nowhere and yet this was all done to appease the spirits to prevent this woman from being haunted by the spirits of those that died at the barrel of the gun that bears her name so it is a very fascinating and amazing story that just kind of creeps you out a little bit and quite honestly i'm all for it the next thing i want to talk about is reviewing a new show that's available on discovery plus it is called fright club and you know what the first rule of fright club is you can talk about it because it's cool the show has an easy premise, as do most paranormal shows. Take Jack Osborne, who is the co-host of such shows as Portals to Hell, and pair him up with the Ghost Brothers. These are three ghost hunters named Dalen, Juwan, and Marcus. Now, I'd seen a lot of Jack Osborne. I'd only really seen the Ghost Brothers when they were on the uh, Halloween episode where several different groups of paranormal investigators went to Salem. So I hadn't really encountered them much. So I, And the basic premise of the show is they find clips to try to freak each other out. And man, do they have a lot of fun doing it. Um... What I liked about it was it wasn't the same clips that you see on other shows. Like I said, Jack has had a show with his parents where he tried to show them clips of the paranormal to get their reaction. None of the clips that he showed on Fright Club he had shown to his parents. So it was all new clips. Like There was probably one or two that I had seen before. So I thought that was really cool. Um... They just the the four of them obviously the three ghost brothers all are familiar with each other, so adding Jack to it added a little bit more additional chemistry, which I thought was amusing. All four of them had a great time. They would always interview the person who recorded the video as well, and then they would bring in somebody in the field that could help with the situation. And I'll tell you, some of the clips that they found were creepy AF. Um, so they would bring in someone like Dave Schrader again, came in a couple of times, and Ben Hansen, who is a former retired FBI agent who is now into the paranormal, and Cindy Kaza, who is a uh, psychic, and a couple other people as well. Uh, then they would have the frightening round, 
which they would try to they would show a clip and then the four personalities would hold up a card what they would do in that situation one stay one was run and my personal favorite and Jack Osborne's personal favorite burn the mother freaking place down it became a running joke how Jack would basically just want to burn everything so again it was a uh, pretty amusing show it's like seven or eight episodes if you have and I didn't even know about it the only reason I knew about the show was I was watching Josh Gates tonight and he was interviewing the Ghost Brothers and he's like oh yeah and you also have this other show and I was like hadn't heard that one so I looked it up and basically binged the entire show in a week so uh, and now I'm actually going to watch the Ghost Brothers show. I watched the first episode, and it was pretty good. So if you get a chance to check out Fright Club, I highly recommend it. It is a uh, good time. You will laugh. You will cry. It will become a part of you. All right, so that's going to wrap up this edition of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. I missed doing the tagline earlier, so I'm going to throw it in now because we are the home of all things spooky here on CKCC Radio. Thank you for tuning into 37 episodes in a row, even though it's not really in a row because I, you know, alter weekends with this and ranking tracks. Episode 38, I've already decided, will be epic. And like I said, I'm trying to get some more interviews of famous people in the field. So. Be on the lookout for those as well. In the meantime, don't forget to check out the other great shows here on CKCC Radio, including The Nerd Table, The Stupid Sexy Podcast, which now airs twice a week, my other show, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves Podcast, the first Monday of every month, Chris Ranks the Universe, Jay Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Bored to Death Binge Cast, The A Show, by the numbers and the newest show to the network park hopper 101 and while you're at it while they're not part of ckcc radio they are sister shows and they deserve our love too so check out the blake and sal show united we fan and the sick minds of matt and eric in the meantime i want to thank you for listening to my show as well and i hope you have a great day and have a great weekend take it easy everybody